Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name's Adam Tarno, joined as always by Todd Wagner. Hello, Adam. Hello, friends. Todd, question today is this. Is it okay to be angry with God? Hmm. Well, um, you don't want to live in a state of anger against God because typically anger will make you want to move away from somebody or even treat somebody in a way that uh, isn't going to foster a healthy relationship. Is it okay to feel anger? Can God handle your anger? Absolutely. Mm. Do you need to suppress your anger? Absolutely not. Do you need to handle your anger correctly? For sure. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. Uh, Jesus' half-brother James wrote a book, and he starts his book off right away dealing with the hardship that people who have believed in Jesus were experiencing. So when you trust Christ, it doesn't mean that your life is going to get healthier, wealthier, and wise. The health, wealth, and prosperity gospel, if you are taught by those charlatans that um, everything in your life is going to get better once you trust Jesus, you're going to get angry at God because he's not delivering the way that you have been sold a bill of goods that he will deliver. In fact, the only thing that Jesus says that you should expect when you become a Christian is, is to be persecuted, yeah. right, for the sake of righteousness and that there will be hardship that's gonna come. Peter says, don't be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you. Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. In this world, you're going to have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. So what do you do when there are things that aren't going well? This is what James was talking about at the very beginning of his letter, when he was talking to some people that were facing persecution, driven out of their home, and he just says, listen, Ultimately, you want to consider it all joy, brethren, okay, when you experience various trials because uh, this testing of your faith, okay, and none of us like to have our faith tested or pushed upon or to rely on God. It produces ultimately endurance, and endurance is to have its own perfect result that we might be complete or perfect lacking in nothing. Now, this is the point that's so important. James says, if anyone lacks wisdom, if you don't know what God's doing, you can't figure out what's going on, let him ask of God who gives to all men without reproach, okay? Um, and and God wants to help you in the midst of your confusion, your hurt. And by the way, one of the ways he helps you is with his word and with his people. So it's why we should encourage each other day after day as long as it's called today so we wouldn't be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin and living in a sinful world. Because sometimes it looks like God's not doing his job, right? Uh, we've done a real truth real quick on why there is evil, okay? And when you have consistent evil um, befalling you, whether it's through sickness or maybe just an unrighteous uh, person in power, it can make you go, God, do you not care about me? Right. What are you doing? You got, you know, you, you're like as unattentive as a, a, a office temp with a bad attitude, right? Do something, right? And so here's a syllogism, and we're, this is um, so important. Some people say if God is good, he would do something about my evil that I'm experiencing. If God was powerful or God, he would do something about it. And so either because there's still evil in my life and bad happening to me, either God's not God or God's not good. And I'm angry at him because he's not God enough or he's not good enough. Now that's not gonna serve you well. And what I would encourage you to do is do what others who have been broken have done. So I'm gonna read to you um, a guy who is pretty angry with God and watch what he does. Okay, so it's okay to have the emotion of anger. You don't have to pretend with God. He knows words, Psalm 139 says, even before they're on your tongue. He knows your frustration. Uh, he, Jesus, when he was here, was tempted in every way as you have been. Jesus himself at one point felt forsaken by God and cried out, why have you forsaken me? All right, but watch what he also did in that moment. He kept trusting in the Father, asking for wisdom and strength and perspective. 
that would not let him forsake his God. So this is David. This is Psalm 13. And things aren't going uh, well with him. He just says this. He says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart all the day? How long will my enemies be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God, and light my eyes. I will sleep the sleep of death, and my enemy will say I have overcome him, and my adversaries will rejoice when I'm shaken. David is not happy with God, and he's just basically calling God into account. Said, how long are you going to be incompetent and not do what you should do if you're my God? The unrighteous are prevailing, and I'm suffering, and I'm your beloved. So what David does is a word that you see sometimes in the Psalms called uh, silah, and it just basically means, in a song, musical interlude. And it's a time for meditation and reflection. And what David reflects upon is the goodness of God, mm -hmm. what he has done before, how he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's a God with a resume. He's never forsaken people. It doesn't mean you won't go through God-forsaken times, okay? Where God doesn't want evil and darkness in this world, but he's told us, Hey, I'm not going to remove you out of the world, but I'm going to make you not like the world. Right. Which means you're going to have a perspective. You know why there's sin. You know why there's hardship, death, disease, and betrayal. But you know that I've done something about it, and I'm going to deliver you. And you have faith in me, and you watch me work. And let this trial produce, as it says, in you endurance, that you can endure all things, so that you're, you may be... Um, free, as it says, from what the world's typically not free of, which is being controlled by emotion. Right. What David did during that selah, during that pause, is this. He meditated on the kindness of God, and then he says this, but I have trusted in your loving kindness, and my heart will rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, because he has dealt bountifully with me. Now, in that little musical interlude, God probably didn't show up and do everything that David wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, he didn't get his answer during that. Right. Yeah. But he got his reminder. Yeah. Okay. And that is that, you know what, God, um, like Peter, when Jesus said, I'm going to go to a cross and I'm going to be crucified, I would have said, God forbid it, Lord, no. Right. Right? Uh, that makes me angry that you would say you're going to let these people that you created put you on a cross. I'm angry that you would even think that there would be a possibly um, wisdom in that. But I would have stopped God from doing the thing that led to my salvation. Yeah. And so I think what David went back and reminded himself is God is good to me. And even though I can't see it right now, I love what Spurgeon said, God's too good to be unkind. He's too wise to be mistaken. So we cannot trust his hand. In other words, we don't see God at work. We can trust his heart. We yeah. must trust his heart. And so is it okay to have feelings of God's forgotten me? Yes. That's why we need to fellowship with each other. That's why we need to speak with each other in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We need to meditate on the Word of God. And one last thing to do, we don't have time to go into it here because we're bumping up against you know, uh, a good time limit, but read the book of Habakkuk. The book of Habakkuk is about a man that did not like what God was doing. He was going to use the wicked Babylonians to bring judgment on Israel, to bring Israel to a place of dependence on God so they could be blessed again by God. And God said, I'm going to do something that's so wonderful you wouldn't even believe it if I told you. Okay? And um, actually, it's funny because later in the Bible, Paul uses that verse to explain the crucifixion and ultimately resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Habakkuk ends in an amazing way. And it ends with Habakkuk not being angry at God that he's going to let the Babylonians have a little season of victory. It ends with him saying, you know what, God, even if 
the fig tree doesn't blossom, even if the cattle on the, on the hill doesn't bear great fruit, I'm going to worship you Amen. because you're good. And so I won't maintain my anger. I can come to you in my pain. And when you lack wisdom, don't stop with just your railing at God. Sometimes when people come in and say, why are you doing this? I, I can't believe the way you're acting or how, how, you, how you performed in that particular instance. And I slam the door and walk out. That doesn't do anything. Right. But if I come and say, hey, I'm, I'm really discouraged by what I, I think I know so far. I, I need some help. And to sit down, and in this instance, if you explained to me what happened and restored my confidence and trust in you, okay? So I might be angry in the way I feel, but man, wisdom would have me sit and listen, okay? Because if you're a good and righteous and true friend, you're not gonna have done what it looks like you've done when I lack all the information. You and I will make mistakes as friends, but God never does. Amen. Anything um, you would add to that? It's just you wrestle with times that you've been frustrated with God? Yeah, I, I think just even the it's okay to question, mm -hmm. it's okay to have these feelings is such an encouragement to so many that we feel like once we become a Christian, we now can never doubt, we now can never struggle. And so I think you're just giving people the freedom. And what we're seeing in Scripture is, no, it's okay. Ask the questions, but just stay in there. Keep talking to them. Don't shut off communication. God can handle your pain. Yeah. Don't slam the door in your anger and walk away. Yeah. Sit at his feet. Tell him how you feel and listen. Amen. Right? Great. Be still, Psalm 46 says, and know that he is God. So you're going to have to go back and meditate on the characteristics and nature of God like David did, like Habakkuk saw, and like Jesus knew. Great answer, Todd. Click on the show notes for other helpful resources. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll talk to you again next week.